0: This is episode 58, Use Seeds to Balance Your Hormones with Erica, and it's my solo episode today, so you're stuck with me. And I'm recording this episode at the beginning of October, though it won't air for a few weeks. This is my attempt to reduce and minimize my stress, which is something we'll talk about at some point in this episode. Basically, I looked ahead at the next few weeks and I started to feel tense and overwhelmed and anxious and like I wanted to hide under my desk. So I thought, what are the one or two or three things that I can get done early And have off my plate to make more space later to feel less overwhelmed. This is a tip that we all can take into account. If you're a procrastinator, you want to figure out why you're procrastinating and then also reframe it a bit, but then figure out how to manage your energy a little bit better. So I looked ahead and I knew, man, my energy is going to be spread pretty thin. And how can I anticipate that and then? make it a little better. So getting this podcast episode off the to-do list already makes me feel so good. I'm heading to San Diego in a few weeks. I will have already gone by the time this episode releases, but my my priority is to go to San Diego, spend a lot of time with my feet in the sand, be in a creative space to kind of dream and imagine up some things that I'm cooking in the business that I'll talk to you about, and I don't want to have to be glued to my hotel room um, catching up on things that I left to the last minute. So here we are, and before I dive into the episode, which I'm excited about, I wanted to also share with you something else I'm excited about. I'm just excited about all the things. But I want to talk to you about Burnout Recovery by Design. This is my new hybrid one-on-one and group program that I'm working on launching. I don't have specific dates on when it will launch this will be the first offering that I'm fully following my human design, my manifester urges, and so I haven't gotten a clear message on when this needs to launch. I'm thinking early November, middle November, but we'll see what happens. So for now, I'm just going to be talking about it. San Diego is going to be a big piece in me imagining what this really is going to look like. Uh, There is a wait list, though, on my website, so if you're Curious, after I give you this little introduction to it, then head to that link, which is in the show notes, and add your name to the list. That way you're in the know on when it's ready. And the inspiration for this program really came from all the work that I've been doing in my business for the last two years, and then some new work and studies that I'm doing. So it's really based around the idea that life is not meant to be difficult. It just feels difficult because you're out of physical and energetic alignment. So this new program and offering is really grounded in science, but also elevated by spirituality. We combine science-backed nutrition, supplement protocols, all the things that I've offered in my health coaching practice in the past. And then we're adding an element of energetic alignment. We're using human design to help you leave burnout behind and finally live life in alignment with your intended purpose, with enough energy to pursue your passions, with enough energy to just create the life of your dreams. And what makes this program different is that a lot of programs out there focus on The physical healing or the energetic healing and there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm doing here is I'm bringing you both of them. So you'll get the lab testing, you'll get the personalized protocols for your physical rebalancing. And we're going to also incorporate human design so you can learn about your design and how you're best supposed to operate in the world. Because when you're out of energetic alignment, things feel hard. Things feel... There's a lot of resistance. So we want to remove that resistance and give you the tools to operate in a way that feels good. That brings in more ease and flow. And this program is for you if you feel a lot of resistance in your life... Like, does it feel like you're swimming upstream? Um, It's for you if you're sick and tired of feeling tired all the time. If you feel like you're often in a daze, like you have a lot of brain fog. Um, If you know you're meant for more in this lifetime. If you feel isolated in what you're experiencing and like nobody really gets it. It's also for you if you're not interested in quick fixes. I will not be offering those. You have to be committed to making lifestyle changes Um, But maybe you're just not sure where to start. You need to be ready to prioritize your health and well-being. And you're either new to or just excited about human design and you want more information on how to start living in alignment with your design. And after implementing what you learn in Burnout Recovery by Design, the new program, you'll experience improved sleep quality so you can wake up feeling refreshed. That comes from a lot of the physical healing. You'll have more mental clarity, balanced hormones, renewed energy to pursue your passions. Life will start flowing more easily and effortlessly. You'll have a connection to your unique gifts and how to start using them. And you'll have a deeper understanding of your physical body and how to fuel properly with nutrition and supplementation so you can maintain your results forever. And it's going to be a really cool container because you'll get both a few one-on-one consultations with me some some for physical health, some for the human design, and then there'll also be monthly group calls and a um, self-guided online course with lots of information that you can take in as you need and that you'll have access to forever. So Burnout Recovery by Design, I am beyond excited to bring this to you. This is absolutely (laughs) the next level in my business and I can't wait to help you. So if that sounds interesting, use the link in the show notes. Add your name to the waitlist. There's no you know, commitment if you're just on the waitlist. That just means you'll get some emails when things are ready. And there will be a special bonus for anyone who signs up from the waitlist. So it definitely has some benefit from just adding your name there. Now let's move on to the topic for today. Actually, before I do that, I do have a few things before we start. The first one being disclaimer The information in this episode is meant to be educational. I am not a doctor. I cannot give you medical advice. I cannot treat, diagnose, or cure disease. What I'm here to do is educate you with information so you can make informed decisions and you can make your own decisions. I want you to know all the options that are out there. So, what we're talking about today is not the end all be all thing that's going to fix you because one, you're not broken, (laughs) but two, it's just a piece of the puzzle. It's something that might sound interesting. And if it does sound interesting, then give it a try. It is a big experiment. You have to figure out what works for you. A few other things before we start. This episode is for people with periods. We're talking about balancing hormones in bodies that have a monthly flow and menstrual cycle. So I will, I want to be very conscious to say people with periods and keep this very inclusive. But if I slip up and say woman or something like that at some point, Um, Just know that that's what we're talking about. Also, this hack is good for people with periods who have been dealing with hormonal based issues, trouble losing weight, sleep issues, infertility, irregular periods, fatigue. We'll go into more symptoms later. Um, and especially if you have these symptoms around your period, but this also is just really good for general hormone maintenance. Um, so if you don't have those hormonal-based issues, then you don't have to stop listening. This can still absolutely just be a great thing for you, and I'll share how I use this now, even though my hormones are, mo- for the most part, balanced. I also, Suggest this to almost all my clients that have menstrual cycles I don't force it on them because it does take a little bit of commitment. So I find certain people are drawn to it and they're like, yeah, I'll do whatever. And others are like, that sounds like a lot of work. I don't think it's too much work. It just takes some preparation. But I always send the information out to them and I was using other people's podcasts. So that's why I'm recording this episode. It's really meant to be an educational source that I can use in the future to share with clients um, or anyone that asks me about this. So I really want to make it simple, but informative. And then one other distinction I want to make is the idea between cycle versus period. And the reason I'm saying this is because on my intake form, I ask people the length of their cycle and they often tell me the length of their period or their bleed week. So just know that when we're talking about cycle, we're talking about your menstrual cycle day one to 28, which is considered quote unquote normal. um, And your period is your bleed week. So I just want to make that distinction. And then another thing I'll say before we start is if you have a cycle, you have to keep this top of mind as you work to balance your hormones or do anything health related, like lose weight, get your energy back, because it matters. We have to cater to our biology. And a lot of the research that has been done in the past that we get information from that you see people sharing on Instagram or in videos or whatever it is, it's like, oh, this study was done, but a lot of this research in the past was done on people without periods or people in menopause. Because when you're in menopause, your hormones are kind of low and consistent, closer to the male body. And when you're dealing with a cycle in your childbearing years, this impacts everything. You can't just cut calories every day of the week. There's a certain flow that happens in our body, this cycle, this source of power. And if me saying that is, you're like, source of what? No, thank you. Go back and listen to our episode with biani Lee. Um, I'll post it in the show notes. I can't remember what number it is now. But this will help you reframe your relationship with your cycle, which is a source of power. When we get in sync, when we flow with it instead of resist it. And we're like, ugh thing that happens to me every month. It happens for us. And in a few weeks, an episode will drop where I actually interview Dr. Shelly Meyer. She's a previous functional medicine practitioner that I worked with on hormone healing. So we're going to do a general talk around hormones and not just sex hormones. So we'll talk about all kinds of different things. So I won't go too nitty-gritty into the science of things today, but I will give this brief introduction. Our endocrine system is a complex network of organs and glands that uses hormones, which are kind of like little information molecules that run around your body, controlling different mega- mechanisms and processes. And hormones impact everything. Metabolism, your ability to think clearly, your hunger levels, your libido, how your skin looks, how much energy you have, and whether you'll have a period or a baby. Bottom line, your hormones are super, super important. And first, I'd like to share a very brief version of my story with hormones and hormone balancing and using seed cycling. And if you're a consistent listener of the show, then you've likely heard my story before with autoimmunity. And very long story short, I have an autoimmune condition. It's not a diagnosed disease. Yet. Autoimmunity is on a spectrum. So you can have symptoms of autoimmunity without having a diagnosed disease. And conventional medicine often won't know what to do with that. To oversimplify this, they'll kind of send you off until you have enough symptoms to diagnose as a disease. Chronic conditions like this, they're kind of like, we don't really, like, do you want a band aid? What do you want? (laughs) They're often looking for blood markers to tell them which disease you have. So if you don't have a disease, their tools are somewhat limited. And because we're talking about menstrual cycles and hormones today, I'll share that part of my journey, which I don't think I've done before. Stress is a big factor with autoimmunity. In fact, any flare-up I've ever had, no matter how severe or mild, can be linked to stressful days, weeks, or seasons of my life. Of course, there's other things that come into play, but stress, I would say, is number one on the offender list for what causes an autoimmune flare up in my body, and want to know what else stress impacts? Mm -hmm. your hormones, and very much the hormones involved in a menstrual cycle. People with periods are biologically here to produce life. So if you are stressed from work, from your home life, from the crappy food you're eating, from too much alcohol or other substances, from money worry or scrolling Instagram too much, from not sleeping enough or getting quality sleep or any combination of all of that, if you are stressed, what message are you sending to your body? your body can't differentiate the worry you feel for something that's not life-threatening between something that is. So stress is stress. Your body is just like stress or not stress. There's really no in-between. And your body sees that as danger. Do you think it's going to bring life into this world? Absolutely not. So as I went through my most stressful decade so far, My hormones ended up in this place that was completely out of balance and my body wasn't messing up. Instead, it was doing its best to keep me alive with the information and resources it had available. The body is a beautiful thing and that's a reframe I invite everyone to make is that it's not messing up. It's just doing the best it can with the information and resources it has available I was in the later stages of adrenal fatigue, I was extremely estrogen dominant, I was suffering from hormonal acne, severe fatigue, brain fog, irritability, super low libido, really bad PMS, bloating, weight gain, some hair loss, trouble sleeping, so I wasn't doing so hot. And It was about the time I started on my natural health journey to becoming a health coach and I discovered the idea of eating for your cycle, working out for your cycle, doing everything and anything in harmony with your cycle, instead of resisting it, working with it. And until that point, I had really seen my cycle and my period as something to hate and be frustrated with. And again, go listen to that episode with Bianni Lee. It's so amazing. But as I've educated myself over the last two or so years, I've learned how to work with my cycle to prevent burnout, feel more energetic, think clearly, and get to the point where my period is a source of power and not a source of frustration. And I do want to mention that a lot of the symptoms I talked about were mainly stemming from my estrogen dominance, which we'll also touch on in the episode in a few weeks with Dr. Meyer. But in a nutshell, estrogen dominance is a type of hormonal imbalance where either the body is producing too much estrogen um, or too much estrogen at the wrong time, or more commonly what I see in my clients when I do a thyroid adrenal hormone lab or just an adrenal hormone lab is that estrogen levels are normal, but pro- progesterone levels are actually low, which can still create symptoms of estrogen dominance, which again, that those symptoms are mood swings, irritability, low libido, PMS, irregular periods, heavy periods, weight gain, bloating, anxiety, trouble sleeping, hair loss, fertility issues. Um, and even hot flashes and night sweats. So the best thing you can do to see if you're estrogen dominant is to run some labs because it gives us very clear data. I offer these labs to my clients, so if you're interested, use the link in the show notes to fill out my contact form and we can get a free call scheduled. But there are a lot of lifestyle nutrition and supplement-based changes that you can make that can help alleviate these symptoms. So we test first because we don't have to guess, and then we can see, hey, you're estrogen dominant, at this point in your cycle, now let's use some food and supplementation to make you feel better. And the lab that I use runs between 150 to 250, depending on how many markers we run. I give you my cost of the lab. I don't make money on that part. You just have to sign up for a health coaching package. And then in our sessions, we figure out the nutrition and the supplement strategy that you need. And there are some amazing tools out there that we can use that are really helpful. And I've felt relief very quickly in the past when making these changes, and I've seen the relief come for clients very quickly. Oftentimes, in just two to three cycles, you can get some relief from these symptoms. Now, it depends on where you are and how out of balance you are and how committed you are to making lifestyle changes, right? There's lots of variables. But for the most part, if you are ready, we can get you some relief, so again, use the show notes if you're interested in more information on working with me. Um, and I can show you how I can help. So your symptoms might be your new normal, but they are not normal. So don't don't accept them as normal. And seed cycling is a cool tool, which we'll get into now, right? So we have the lab testing, but maybe that's not in your budget at this moment. Totally understand. But seed cycling is something you can just try at the very least you're filling your body with some nutritious micronutrients, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, It's really like relatively inexpensive, obviously, compared to the lab testing. So you can just listen and see if this sounds interesting and give it a try. And I think it's important to reiterate that this won't necessarily be the only piece of the puzzle. This isn't going to be the thing that brings your period back. It can help. Um, It's not going to be the thing that makes your period or your cycle perfect, but can you see some results from seed cycling? Sure, absolutely. It just depends on your unique situation. And but guaranteed one other thing you're going to have to focus on is reducing stress and increasing self-care. As you start seed cycling, these things will be a great partner. Because without knowing you, my guess is that stress is a factor in your symptoms in your life. So you're going to have to address that eventually. Why not start now? And obviously that's one of my specialties as a burnout recovery coach. Besides the physical healing, we also do emotional, mental, spiritual healing that helps you reframe your stress and upgrade your ability to cope with stress. You don't have to eliminate stressors. That's not always possible. So instead we upgrade your relationship with stress so you can bounce back from it better. Faster, easier, right? Resilience is the goal. Now, back to the seed cycling. Let's level set with the cycle real quick. So, day one is the first day of bleeding. Technically, a normal, quote unquote, normal cycle would be 28 days. I'm actually cur- currently operating on that, but for a long time, my cycle was 30 plus days um, and not consistently. Sometimes it would be 30 days, sometimes it would be 34 days. It was it can be very stressful when there's that much irregularity. So again, there's lots of different ways that we can bring this back into balance. Um, The first 14 days is considered the follicular phase. During this phase, estrogen levels are ramping up, getting higher, the body is getting ready for ovulation, and estrogen levels will begin peaking around days 12 to 14. After that, estrogen begins to decline and progesterone is meant to be on the rise. And day uh, 15 to 28 is the luteal phase. And this phase should be governed by higher progesterone with progesterone levels peaking around day 19 to 21. And that's why we run the hormone lab during that time frame. So usually we have people run it between days 19 to 21. We're testing either saliva or urine, not blood. These tests are very different and give us way more insight than the blood work you run with your PCP. But we run this test between those days, 19 to 21. And this also tends to be when more um, experience with symptoms comes up. So that's also one way we get around figuring out when to run the test. If you don't have a regular cycle and you're like, I have no idea when day 19 to 21 is, then we just run it when you have the most symptoms. And there's lots of other Ways to figure this out that would be between you and me as a practitioner or whoever you're working with. Just they can help you figure out when to run the lab. Um, these symptoms are again digestive issues, mood-based issues, sleep issues, fatigue, retaining a lot of water, feeling really inflamed. This is not normal. It might be your normal, but it is not normal. These can be really signs of low progesterone, not enough progesterone. And yes, they can also be from high estrogen. But again, typically what I see is that estrogen is normal, but progesterone is low, which then creates these symptoms of estrogen dominance. It's all about the ratio. A lot of the times we're looking at things in ratio to each other, not just individual markers on a lab. Also, side note, Progesterone gets converted to cortisol in the steroidal hormone pathway. And what do we need cortisol for? Uh Uh-huh. Stress, fight or flight. So that's how stress really derails this process for people with periods, because we're super stressed. So the body is going to prioritize creating cortisol instead of progesterone. And that's why we need to also prioritize stress management along with the seed cycling method that we'll go into. And as someone with balanced hormones, I can tell you that if I go through a few days, weeks, or months of a stressful time, that is enough to knock out of balance my cycle. And I can see that very, very clearly now. So stress matters. That's my point. (laughs) So for seed cycling, you will need four different types of seeds, two for the first 14 days and two for days 15 to 28 or I recommend getting them all at once, just so you have them on hand, so you don't have like another thing to remember. Don't just buy the first two and not get the second two. It won't, it won't help you. Um, also, buy organic if possible. They're not that much more expensive to get organic, and chances are environmental toxins have played a part in your journey. That's a conversation for another day, but just eliminate the toxins that you can organic please and thank you so for the follicular phase that's days 1 through 14 you'll need pumpkin seeds and flax seeds and what you're going to do is you're going to grind these seeds up preferably you're not buying them pre-ground only because they can oxidize and we don't want that so for instance, I just grind mine right in my Nutribullet and it works really well. Maybe you have a food processor. And for convenience, if you need to grind a few days at a time, totally fine. Like It's better to do something than not do it at all. And you know, worst case, if you're just like, I'm never going to grind my seeds, then okay, buy the pre-ground stuff. Again, we're going for progress, not perfection, but my preference would be that you're grinding the seeds on your own. So pumpkin seeds and flax seeds for days one through 14. So on your first day of your bleed, you will start with these seeds, adding one tablespoon of pumpkin seed, one tablespoon of flaxseed to your smoothie, your salad, um, your oatmeal, however you want to get them in your body is totally up to you. And do not try and add the whole seeds thinking that you'll just chew them up because most of us don't chew our food enough anyway. There's probably no way you can chew the flax seeds enough. And if you don't chew them up enough, they will just pass through your body and you will not absorb the nutrients that you need from them. So the ground seed is very important and you're doing a tablespoon of that powdered seed. And the reason we use pumpkin and flax in the first two weeks of the cycle is that they help bind up excess estrogen and they also don't allow estrogen to become the more toxic form of estrogen. And these seeds are actually good for people without periods because it it won't allow the estrogen to affect the prostate. So if you identify as a man and you don't have a cycle, you could start just using these seeds just for estrogen balancing effects. Pumpkin seeds also have a lot of zinc A ton of bioavailable zinc, which is part of the reason that it works. So pumpkin seeds and flax seeds help with normal estrogen production as well as binding up toxic form of estrogen. Another note here is that you want to make sure you are not constipated because you want your body to have a way to get rid of this excess estrogen. If you are constipated, start there first. Get yourself having at least one bowel movement a day and then start on the seed cycling if you need assistance with your constipation i got you fill out the contact form let's chat now for the luteal phase days 15 to 28 we're looking at sunflower seeds and sesame seeds and these helped help bind up excess estrogen and help produce more progesterone. It gives your body what it needs to produce these hormones naturally. Um, They're both really high in selenium, which I often actually always find that my clients are low in when we run a hair tissue mineral analysis, so that's amazing. And again, you need one tablespoon of each type of the ground seed, and you can get them in your mouth however you want. My favorite way is to throw them into a smoothie, Or my oatmeal, or just dump them on top of a salad. And that is it. It is that simple. You're just buying these four seeds and incorporating them each day, depending on where you are in your cycle, will depend on which seed you consume. And I also want to say that if you don't have an irregular cycle and you're like, my cycle is fine, the this protocol is still very estrogen balancing. So for instance, I don't strictly follow this anymore. I did for a good year. I really committed and I was like, I'm going to give my body anything and everything it might need to feel better and balance out. So I was using them every day as I needed. And now I still keep all these seeds on hand and I always track my cycle. I always know what day I'm on. And so if I just feel like I need a little extra support, I'm like, okay, like which seeds do I want to use today? And I also am a high stress person and I do lean toward estrogen dominance. It took me a long time to balance that out. I'm actually retesting my hormones in um, a few days and I'm excited to get the results and really see the data. That's the best part about using lab tests is that you can see where you start and then where you end up. So I'll definitely be talking about that more in the future depending on what the results are and if there's interest in that. And one last thing I'll say before we end is that obviously, or maybe not so obviously this is why I'm saying it. It doesn't have to be obvious. If you have a seed-based sensitivity, this protocol is not for you. And if you're not sure if you have a seed-based sensitivity and you want to test for that, we can do an IgG food sensitivity test. Lots of options to really get to the root of everything. Um, Nut-based allergies or sensitivities are more common, but absolutely someone could be sensitive to seeds. So just something to keep in mind that if you start this protocol and you don't feel better, something's going on, you're getting some some other food sensitivity based symptoms, then just keep that in mind and it might be something you want to stop (laughs) if you do have those symptoms. And I think that's where we'll end for today. My only ask of you is that if this was valuable for you, if you learned something new, if you're like, heck, this is cool. I'm going to try seed cycling, share this with one friend who, you know, might benefit from it. And I think we all know maybe one or two people in our lives that might be dealing with hormone issues and just say, Hey, I heard this and thought of you thought it might be valuable. Really just want to get this information into the hands of the right people who need it. And of course, um, I am so grateful for you for taking the time to listen and just know that if you're dealing with the symptoms or anything we talked about in this episode this does not have to be your life the answers are out for out there for you so keep going and get the information that you deserve of course I'm here to support you and with that I'll just say don't forget to To follow me on Instagram. If you love these types of health hacks, go follow Lauren in the podcast, connect with us, engage with us. Please, we love hearing from you. And don't forget to stay curious. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, Please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by daydreamer network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple podcast or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.